Welcome back to the Culture Jack Podcast, and on today's episode, we're going to be discussing WandaVision episode number nine, the series finale. Well, it's technically the season finale, but it's called the series finale. Now, I'm Dustin, and I'll be your recap and dissection and discussion expert and host today. Now, as a warning, there will be spoilers for WandaVision, episode 9, the series finale. You have been warned. So, we're going to jump right into the show. Agatha, she still has the kids. And then she antagonizes Wanda to blast her. Wanda, uh, Wanda does blast her, sends the kids back into the house. And then Agatha starts soaking up Wanda's power. Like the blast, yeah, it hit her, but she soaks up wanda's power similarly to how she had soaked up the power of her fellow witches back in the coven uh in 19 or in 1693 um she she says i take the power from the undeserving that's kind of my thing and she offers to take wanda's power from her in exchange for keeping uh westview the way it is with her children with with vision. And so Wanda in response of course throws a car at Agatha. And then there's a really cool thing cuz the car crashes into her and then crashes into a house. Wanda goes to investigate and there is a pair of boots under the car. So it's kind of a nice little homage to the Wizard of Oz. At that point, uh, White Vision shows up. Uh, Wanda turns around and there he is, the design of Hayward and Sword. And she goes Vision and and he goes up to her and he says, Wanda, and he touches her face with his hand and she she puts her hand on his hand and it's a very gentle, touching, loving moment. And then he puts his other hand on the other side of her face. And of course, comic book fans and action fans recognize this as uh, the I'm about to crush your face technique, to which he does. He lifts her up in the air and it's like he is crushing, crushing her skull. Ah. Uh, and then Agatha's, uh, oh, oh, Vision comes in and blasts White Vision away. And Agatha says, oh, oh, this is awkward. Uh, your ex and your boyfriend together at the same party. And so the Visions, they go off to fight and then Wanda chases after Agatha. So now we have two separate fights going at the same time. Meanwhile... Monica is trapped in uh, Pietro's self-proclaimed man cave and um, back to the visions fight. Uh, there's phase shifting powers that are used. You know, they're going in between each other and in between objects. And what was it? White vision at one point tried to grab the mind stone out of the fabricated vision that Wanda made. And um, he, what did he say? He said something along the lines of you have to be destroyed and Vision was like, we should talk this out or something. And he goes, oh, I'll take that as a no. And he phased through him. So a lot of people online are like, hey, why didn't Vision just do that? Why didn't he just phase through him when Thanos was stealing the jewel off of his head? I'm sure Marvel's got some way to explain it. But Marvel's got other things to explain about this episode before they start explaining Infinity Stone uh, loopholes and uh, and problems. Uh Vision says that Wanda Maximoff, you must be neutralized. And, uh, oh no, he, he says to Vision that Wanda Maximoff must be neutralized and that you must be destroyed. Meanwhile, outside of the hex, Hayward is pressed by Jimmy Woo, who's like, what are you, what are you hoping to get out of all this, Hayward? Um, 
Hayward's like, well, you know, once the hex goes down after we've neutralized Wanda, Vision will come back from the hex and we will be proclaimed as heroes or lauded as heroes for recovering the Vision asset that Wanda stole and then have a sentient weapon that we've we've developed and be able to, I guess, lay the blame on Wanda for making making this white vision or this angry uh, robot vision. I guess I'm vision's been a robot, but otherwise. So he says, Jimmy, Jimmy tells Hayward, he says, ah, man, I, you, you've really convinced me. This is a a really good, good thing. Oh, (laughs) Hayward says to Jimmy, he says, what, don't you have any vision? And Jimmy goes, that's a good one, Hayward. Nice. You've got me convinced. It's too bad. My, my friends from Quantico won't think the same when they show up within the hour. And Hayward says, you're bluffing. He says, we'll have to see about that. And they take, Jimmy away just in time for him to uh, get a uh, pick a cell phone up off the desk. So, you know, it turns out that uh, Jimmy Woo is, besides being a fan favorite character, also the greatest sorcerer in the MCU at the moment. Uh, anyway, <laughs> he's tossed aside. He's he's sequestered, but then he uses the cell phone to call his friends He's like, hey, can you guys get here within the hour? And then back inside the hex, Wanda is looking for Agatha. Um, when Agatha uh, appears up, she gets blasted by her. And, and Agatha's like, Wanda, you have never faced another witch before. You don't know that there's an entire chapter devoted to you in the Darkhold. And so the book that we suspected uh, in being the Darkhold in the last episode turns out, yeah, that is what it is. And so that's great that now we've got an introduction properly in the MCU of the dark hold. And she says, that's the book of the damned and the Scarlet witch is not born. She is forged. She is someone with no need for incantation or spells. Your power exceeds that of the sorcerer Supreme. Uh, it's your destiny to destroy the world. And Wanda, Wanda says, that's I'm not who you say I am. And uh, so Agatha says, oh, yeah, is that so? And she starts freeing the townspeople one by one to approach Wanda and plead with Wanda to set them free, saying they don't even remember who they are anymore. And there's just this devastating kind of uh, self-realization of what she's been doing to all of these people. Back with Pietro and Monica, uh, they, they're talking, and Monica's going through, like, bills and stuff, going through his mail, which I think is a federal offense. She's a government agent. She shouldn't be doing that. But regardless, she goes through this stuff uh, to find out that this is actually a man named Ralph Ralph Boner. And she, find, she, she grapples with him again and rips these beads off of his neck that have, like, the purple magic kind of flowing over them. So that's what Agatha was using to control Ralph, Ralph Boner. And so I'll talk about it more at the end, but right now, what a disappointment that he's not the MCU Quicksilver. He's not the X-Men Quicksilver. He's not a Mephisto character. He's just someone from town named Ralph Boner from Westview. And a lot of people online are very upset about this. This is the big thing that they are upset about, that Marvel knew what it was doing when it cast Evan Peters as Quicksilver and knew the conclusions people would jump to and even uh, exacerbated those 
types of jumps, those types of theories due to the subtitling on that particular episode in which he was introduced, where they introduced him as X-Men's Fox Universe Quicksilver. And so it, it, it's it's such a rope-a-dope, and it's, it's an unfair thing to do. And for them to go, oh, no, it was just a simple cast. It wasn't just a simple casting. You knew what you were doing. You stopped teasing us with the multiverse. That, for one, none of us knew that we wanted. Like, none of us were like, yeah, get the, get the Fox X-Men into the MCU. None of us said that. No, that was ridiculous. But once we were like, oh... Maybe that is an idea that could have some merit, an idea that can have some weight. Regardless, uh, she rips away his Ralph Boner's boner beads and uh, he, he is, takes control. He's like, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. Uh, visions are fighting. They're blasting away at each other. Tommy and and uh, has a he has a vision of uh, Wanda being accosted and he convinces his brother Billy to leave their house to help. No, no, no it must be Billy. I think Billy's Wiccan and Tommy is Speed. So yeah, they they get back to Wanda. The townspeople are are talking about how they're being poisoned by her grief. When they sleep, they have her nightmares. Like they don't know who they are any, anymore. One woman says, hey, will you just let my husband know never to return here, never to come back to this town, never to come back to this, this place. And it's very, very sad. And Wanda reacts. She's like, stop it, stop it, knock it off. And she like blows up. And she starts strangling them with her red magic power. She's like a Darth Vader, you know, force death hold or death choke there. Uh, they they plead with her. They say, let 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 us go or or let us die. What the hell? And that, I think the line that that one was from was from the, the gal who played uh, Kitty on that 70s show. You know, Eric's mom. And so that was it was oh, it was gut wrenching. Very good. Very good. Um, Wanda says, or, or no, Agatha says, what is stopping you? Heroes don't torture people like this. So Wanda says, all right, bet. And she opens up the hex. People escape. Hayward sees the hex opening up and sees his opportunity to get inside. So him and his team, they drive inside. And then the opened hex, though, starts destroying Vision, who's fighting White Vision. White Vision knocks him out of the sky. The boys show up at the same time just to show that they are also disappearing from the disappearance of the Hex. And so Wanda's like, oh no, oh my gosh. And uh, Agatha says, look, you see, you tied them to this twisted world, and now one cannot exist without the other. You can save Westview, or you can save your family. So Wanda closes back up the hex. Uh, the boys and Vision get put back together. They kind of strike that family pose. Agatha attacks. Wanda makes a magical shield that Agatha soaks up, you know, so she, the, her, her Vision and the boys don't get blasted. And Agatha soaks up that magic from her shield. Um, and Wanda's hands start turning black, just very similar to the witches back in 1693 that Agatha had soaked up their magic power. She starts just getting very uh, emaciated and, and her skin tightens around her bones and her hands start turning black. Sword shows up. This is when the, the family strikes the pose. It's like the Incredibles pose. And Vision says, listen, boys, your mother and I never really prepared you for this. And then Wanda says, but you were born for it. Visions, uh, they continue to, to, to fight. They fly off. And White Vision says that my programming directive 
is to destroy the vision. And so he keeps fighting, keep keeps going for the kill. And then vision says, but I am not the true vision. I am only a conditional vision. And then white vision stops blasting him and stops, stops fighting and goes, wait a second. I require elaboration for this. Back to Agatha. Agatha attacks sword. She throws a bunch of soldiers up in the air and then she goes to slam them down on the ground. But Wanda saves them with her magic. And Wanda says, boys, you handle the military. Mommy will be right back. And then Wanda disappears. Like she floats into the air and she goes up magic trick and she poofs into smoke. And this is the first kind of magic that's different from the kind of magic that we've seen from Wanda yet. It's all been concussive blasts and mind manipulation, obviously reality altering here. But this is kind of the first real witchy wizardry trick that she's pulled. So Tommy and Billy, they disarm the soldiers. Uh, Billy, he uses like a, a Wanda type power and freezes them in place. And then Billy, uh, or no, Tommy goes and runs and grabs all their guns. And he also grabs a hat and some sunglasses, which is very similar to the scene of the X-Men Quicksilver in Days of Future Past, where, you know, he, he put everything into slow motion and went around and fixed everyone that was shooting at him and Wolverine and Magneto. And I believe Professor X as well. Monica shows up right after this and Hayward gets out of the truck. He wasn't one of the soldiers that was disarmed. So he goes to take his gun and shoot these kids down war crime style. This man was just going to gun them down in cold blood. And so he goes to take aim at these little baby insurgents and he shoots, but Monica gets in the way and the bullets start going through Monica like jello and they just kind of fall out the back of her. So she's manifesting her light bending. And I guess, uh, I guess physical, physical object bending abilities as well. I'm not really sure what her power set is. I know it has to do with light and spectrum and vibration. So most of the bullets go through her, but one slips past her and she goes, Oh no. But then Billy's there and he catches it with his magic, throws it down to the ground. And she's like, wow, nice, nice tricks boys. And then he's like, yeah. You too. And that was a kind of a nice little moment. I am excited to see what they do with Monica in future MCU projects. Right now, she feels very made for TV type MCU, but uh, I'm hoping that'll change. And I hope they blow up her power set a little bit more because she seems like she will be quite overpowered. Uh, then Hayward, he goes to get away because he's like, okay, I'm not going to be able to fight these super powered people. And uh, Darcy finally shows up in her ice cream truck or whatever, rams his Humvee, and she's like, have fun in prison. And, you know, she made a million bucks for that one line, I guess, because that's all she was in this episode. She wasn't in the show a lot, but she provided a lot of what I didn't think would be like star power, but just that overlap of MCU movie characters into the show really lent the show a sense of legitimacy uh, along the whole thing. Let's see, where was I? Of Vision questions white vision. Uh, and I, I'd never heard of this thought experiment before. However, I have seen different versions of it. And my brother and I, in talking about existence, have referenced this type of thing before. But he says, you are familiar with the thought experiment uh, of the ship of thesis and the field of identity metaphysics. 
And White Vision says, well, of course I am, because they're both very well read. <laughs> Vision's a very funny character. He's very philosophical. He's very well read and well learned. Uh, he says, so as the wood rots on the ship in the museum and they replace the wood planks one by one, the restored wood and the rebuilt ship is not the true ship. And then if they were to take the rotted wood that they removed from the ship and then repair it or restore it and then recreate the ship out of that, then that too would not be the true ship. And so if neither are the true ship, then both are the true ship, referencing the fact that Vision is nothing but the character of Vision, but he doesn't possess any of the original pieces because he was just a fabrication of Wanda's doing. And White Vision doesn't possess any of the uh, characteristics, any of the personality of Vision, but he is all of the pieces of Vision. So Vision decides that he's going to give White Vision back his memories because he says, you know, maybe the memories are the rot and maybe that's what you need to have to have the, the ship of thesis. So he goes to touch White Vision and he gives him back all of his all of his memories. White Vision looks at him. He says, I am Vision. And then he blasts off through the roof of this this library, this museum that they're fighting in and shoots off into the sky to who knows where. So we're going to pick up with Vision. I imagine probably at the very latest, the next Avengers movie, but probably before that, probably sometime in this Doctor Strange movie or sometime in the Spider-Man movie, I would imagine. So then Wanda and Agatha back to them. They're still fighting. And Wanda does her, the magic trick that she did on, uh, who was it? She did it on Tony Stark in Age of Ultron, I believe. And then she also did it on the Hulk in Age of Ultron as well, where she just kind of looked like stop motion animation and wiggled her fingers by someone's head and then got into their, got into their mind. And what she did is she did that to Agatha and sent them back in time. So they were both at the Salem witch trials, or at least Agatha's version of the Salem witch trials, where she was, you know, uh, being accused by her fellow witches. And the old witches uh, who accused Agatha at this point, they're all dead on the ground, or, yeah, I guess dead on the ground. <laughs> they get back up, but instead of attacking Agatha, they go after Wanda and start accusing her. And Agatha, who's tied to the post, says, you know, power isn't your problem, uh, Wanda, it's knowledge. Agatha offers uh, Wanda, she says, hey, look, I can give you your family and the people of Westview. And Wanda is not having it. She blasts them both out of the memory and they fly into the sky. Wanda starts blasting Agatha, who's just sucking up her power, but she misses some shots. Now, Vision tries to come up and stop him. And she she puts a Wanda puts like a, a, a power force field on Vision. And blasts him back down and says, nope, I'm dealing with this up here. Don't worry about it. And she keeps shooting at Agatha. And Agatha, every shot that hits her is just getting soaked up. And she's getting more and more powerful. Or, so it seems. Uh, then, <laughs> then just when it seems that Agatha has soaked up all of Wanda's magic. Wanda is looking haggard as hell. Just Her skin is just so tight to her bones. And she's just looking beat up like she is dang near going to lose. Agatha goes to goes to blast her and she can't. She puffs out just poof. Just a, a false shot. Just a dud. That doesn't work. Uh, and then Wanda says, uh, 
Oh, no. Oh, Agatha says, once cast, a spell can never be changed. This world will always be broken just like you, uh, in reference to Westview. And she can't have an idyllic life because Westview was not created as an idyllic setting. And um, it turns out Wanda, and well, she wasn't missing those shots. She was aiming for the edges of the hex, and she created gigantic runes in the hex to stop Agatha from using her powers. And then Wanda says, you know, thanks for the lesson, but I don't need you to tell me who I am. And she says something about, you know, only the witches who have cast the runes within a given space are able to use are able to use magic. Wanda then she soaks up all these powers back from Agatha and manifests the the Scarlet Witch crown and the Scarlet Witch outfit that uh, is very comic book accurate her comic book accurate costume. Um, they float back down to the ground and Agatha says, "You have no idea what you've unleashed in doing this. You're going to need me." And Wanda says, "If I do." I'll know where to find you. And she then traps her as the Agnes character, as the nosy neighbor in Westview. And so that's at least nice that the villain of this show, because Marvel MCU has a bad, nasty habit of killing off their villains. And so it was nice to see that Agatha was not, she was just incapacitated. So she could be brought back again for a recurrent role or, or for, you know, maybe a babysitter for the Fantastic Four or something along those lines. Uh, the family then reunites. Vision and Wanda realize they're going to lose each other. They head home. The hex begins retracting. Wanda's doing what she said she would do. She's going to fix all of this. She's going to solve the problem. Uh, Wanda and Vision, they tuck the kids into the bed. They say their goodbyes. Wanda turns around at the door and she says, Boys, thanks for choosing me to be your mom. The hex closes through the window as they close the door. And we assume, the audience assumes, that's when Billy and Tommy are magicked out of existence. Don't cry just yet, because you got more to cry about here. You got more to cry about here soon. Uh, so they're they're downstairs, Wanda and Vision, they're turning off lights before, you know, Vision in inevitably is soaked up by the hex and disappeared out of existence, or at least this version of him has disappeared out of existence. They're turning off lights and Vision turns the light back on. Wanda turns around. She says, he, he says, I, I, I read somewhere that it's bad luck to say goodbye in the dark. She's like, no, you didn't. He's like, yeah, you're right. I just wanted to see you. And, and, you know, there you are. Vision asks Wanda what he is before he goes. She says he is the, the piece of the Mind Stone that lives in her. She, he is her sadness and her hope. But mostly, he is her love. He says, I've been a voice with no body a body, but not human, and now a memory made real. Who knows what I might be next? Oh, oh, vision. Make me cry over here. Ah, uh, vision says, we, we, we've said goodbye before, so it stands to reason. And then Wanda finishes form. She says that we'll say hello again. I mean, this show in itself, just in its premise in earlier episodes, has driven me to some wonderfully profound existential thought. But this last scene, this last exchange between these two characters in this last episode of this series, oh my gosh, it made you feel the feels. All the feelings were just hit you right there. Made you feel, as they say, some kind of way. The hex closes, the house and vision, they, they disappear. 
Wanda leaves the plot of land. She walks down the street and she's getting mean mugged by all of the townsfolk that she had been controlling but are now free. Monica, you know, meets up with her. She says, they're never going to know what you sacrificed for them. And Wanda, she says, you know, it, it, it won't change how they see me. Wanda turns into the Scarlet Witch and she flies off. And there's two in-credit scenes. If you didn't get to check them out in the episode, the first in-credit scene, uh, Jimmy Woo and the gang are cleaning up and Monica is called to attention by another FBI agent who says that she's needed in the town theater. They go into the theater and uh, there's no one there. And Monica's like looking around what's going on. And the FBI agent turns into a scrawl and says... I was sent by an old friend of your mother's and he said you'd been grounded and would like to meet you. Monica says, okay, where? And she points up to the sky. So in reference to, of course, uh, Samuel L. Jackson's Nick Fury, because why, why not? And he's doing some space stuff now with sword or what we assumed was with sword at the end of Spider-Man far from home. Uh, and then, if you stayed after the credits again, if you were a smart boy like me, and fast forward until you saw more picture times, you would see there was a second in-credit scene. Because how would they do that to you? With WandaVision, with WandaVision, with Wanda, the Scarlet Witch, flying off, and nothing to tease us along for the next set of series or the next movies. There's a, there's a cabin up in the mountains and it slowly zooms in on, and it's got Wanda inside, outside sitting on the stairs, just kind of ruminating on, on what she is. She's dealt with her grief, or so we think. And she walks inside to answer a, a steaming kettle on the stove, and she goes over to the stove to take care of that. But the camera continues without Wanda into the back room, where again we see Wanda, who is not in fact Wanda, but the Scarlet Witch, with the dark hold wide open in front of her as she studies it in an astral projected form, or so we assume, a la Doctor Strange. And we start hearing voices. Mom, mom, help us, please, mom. And it's Billy and Tommy. WandaVision looks up with her white dead witch eyes. And in scene, end WandaVision. Oh, what an excellent show. I was so excited about this show from the beginning. Well, I guess not from the beginning. From the beginning, I was a little leery of this show just because of the age gap between Wanda and vision. It always seemed very statutory to me, but as the show went on, just the idea of the multiverse of the stranger happenings of the MCU finally taking place and taking hold within this universe. I did get very excited and it did not let me down from start to finish. It was very, very good. So I do have some things. I have some things that we did not get, some things that we expected. And is that Marvel's fault? Is that the MCU's fault? No, that is our fault. We did that. That was us, 100%. So we did not get Mephisto. He never showed up. He may, in a later iteration, a, a later series, or a later, later movie, later show. But for this one, we did not get any Mephisto. Even though Ralph was Mephisto, the bunny was Mephisto, Agnes was Mephisto, Pietro was Mephisto. There were all kinds of Mephistos 
that never occurred. And similarly, we got no other ancient mighty gods or demons or devils either. There was no Dormammu. There was no Nightmare. There was no special cameo by Doctor Strange. The mutants did not manifest themselves through the powers of Wanda's magic. The X-Men never showed up. There was no multiverse. All of that Evan Peters nonsense was just a big kick in the face from the MCU. They knew what we'd do with that information. They knew that we would go off and just theorize and conjecturize and make all of these wild, mad assumptions that turned out not to be true. A good story, nonetheless. WandaVision did not fail to please. However... It failed to live up to the expectations that we ourselves built. There was no Reed Richards. That engineer was just Major Goodner this whole time. We were bamboozled. We thought it would be Hank McCoy. We thought it would be Reed Richards. There was no Fantastic Four. There was no... Agatha was not a good guy in this one, though I do still suspect that she may have a role to play on the team of the good guys or good gals in the future. There was no coven of witches. We thought Dottie, we thought the mailman, we thought uh, Herb were kind of in on the joke. We thought they were Agatha-style people, especially since the spooktacular episode when Agatha revealed that, uh, or after that episode, when Agatha's apparent mind-cleansing by vision was not such a mind-cleansing by vision, but moreover her own manipulation. So there was no coven of witches, which I thought would have been cool to see Agatha's son. There was no Nicholas Scratch. Although there was that that scene in episode number eight where Agatha whispered something to the rabbit. Now, what was she talking about to that rabbit? I mean, the cicada, the fly the that turned into a bird that was eaten by the rabbit right away. I, I, they just they they knew we'd think that was Mephisto, but then they made it get eaten by the rabbit. There was there was no cameo. The the cameo that we were promised. Now, this this one, we can't we can't be as mad as the Evan Peters one. The Evan Peters one, the Quicksilver one, the Pietro, the multiverse thing. We can be mad about that because that was an obvious red herring that they put out there. They knew what we'd do with that. Paul Bettany's cameo that he said he was going to work with an actor that he'd never worked with before and that they absolutely had fireworks with that turned out to be himself. That one was on us because he said that as kind of a joke, which is pretty funny. Now, in hindsight, way to go, Paul. You got us. Uh, But (laughs) there was another interview that the interviewer, not Elizabeth Olsen, not whoever they were interviewing, was asking if there was going to be a Luke Skywalker style cameo in this show. And I don't remember if she said yes or not, but we all took that to mean that there was someone big coming. And a lot of us thought it was Dr. Strange. A lot of us thought it was Patrick Stewart or James McAvoy or Michael Fassbender or someone else. But meanwhile, it was, it was Paul Bettany himself just, just playing a, (laughs) he was playing a card. This guy, what a jokester. Uh, But it was funny. It was a good joke. And in hindsight now, I can laugh and look at how ridiculous we all were. However, I don't regret it. I don't regret making these theories or participating in this fandom or really trying to guess what was next, even though I'm not an avid enough comic book reader to even have a clue as to what comes next, because it was very much fun. And so 
though I don't regret it. I do feel a little bit silly here in, in hindsight. And maybe we'll see if uh, Anthony makes the same mistake with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Now, did Tommy and Billy survive? I mean, we heard their voices in the dark hold. Are they just somewhere else? Was Wanda's manifestation of reality so great that she actually made these boys and sent them somewhere else to be saved by the loss of the hex to then be revived later to become the young Avengers Wiccan and speed. I don't know. We'll just have to see what else did we not get in this show. We did not get a return to force from James Spader Ultron. I don't know what that casting deal was on the internet, but it did show James Spader as playing Ultron in WandaVision would have been a perfect opportunity to bring him back. However, it was nice that they found an opportunity to rebuild vision after all of this to, to make sure that vision had a way to come back with his memories, with his body, which it sounds like they did. Although in infinity war, when Shuri was putting, putting all the pieces of the mind stone and putting all the pieces of vision together to try and separate the mind stone from him. I don't know if that plot line was ever resolved and maybe in black Panther two, we will see something come of it. Maybe in some behind the scenes, we will see how Sword got a hold of Vision's operating system for WandaVision. Uh, yeah, Vision's thought experiment was a good one. I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed, because I've thought about that uh, myself. And like I said, I've, I've talked with my brother about it. And we were talking about, you know, immortality and how you could achieve immortality. Well, you'd have to slowly replace your body parts one by one. If you replaced an arm with a prosthetic arm and a leg with a prosthetic leg and a heart with a 3D printed heart. And eventually, if you laid down every neuron in your brain and replaced each single one with a similarly technologically advanced neuron, would you then be immortal as a robot or would you no longer be? Because every single piece of you has been replaced. I don't know. What is a soul? What is the afterlife? These are all questions that WandaVision makes you think about a lot. However, this is not what the show is about, so I will move on. Also, in the show, lingering questions I have. Where is the beekeeper? Who is the sword agent? Where is the witness, Jimmy Woo's witness, that was hiding out in Westview? What happened to these people? Are they not important? Are they going to come play a role later? The Skrull setup is most likely for the Secret Invasion series, but also for Captain Marvel 2. Billy and Tommy, my best guess, they're in the Darkhold or they are in uh, Marvel, Marvel Cinematic uh, Universe's version of Hell. That would be probably my best guess. And the Darkhold, notoriously, is in the MCU. Zombies, werewolves, vampires, all that kind of stuff comes from... The Darkhold. And so is this a, a possible stepping off point for characters like Blade coming into the MCU, having a vampire problem that maybe Wanda inadvertently releases onto the world? This was an incredibly popular show. I think there were two Fridays. I don't know if they were consecutive Fridays. They might have been. They might have been this last Friday and then the Friday previous that the servers got so overloaded. Everyone was at their, at their computers, at their TVs at 11.01 or 12.01 or 3.01, whatever time you got WandaVision released, that 
it crashed servers only for a couple of minutes, but man, that's, that is a testament to the draw and the power and the likability of these Marvel shows. And I think that, uh, WandaVision just struck such a perfect balance of such a perfect balance of just keeping you guessing, keeping you entertained. They, they took back from the nineties, the cliffhanger that was so popular with serialized television. And they made it something like we were on the edge of our seats every week. And every week was an agonizing wait for the next episode. So will there be a season two of WandaVision? I doubt it. I don't think so. I think we should think of these as uh, movies and that you would, I guess you could think of, you know, it being a sequel for a movie in that case. But I think that they resolve this story. Could there possibly be another Wanda uh, show or Vision show or a show where they both appear in it? Yeah, sure. But I don't think, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll just have to see. We'll, get, we'll just have to see because guessing obviously has done me no good this entire time. I've just run rampant with theories that most of them were not. They didn't turn out anyway. Um, I'd like it if there was. I could watch it. I could watch a second season of WandaVision. I could see the Scarlet Witch dive more into her powers. Or if you wanted to focus more on Agatha, more on making that coven of witches, more on Nicholas Scratch, her son. Regardless, that is where we're ending this episode this week. This was the last episode of WandaVision. We will be back for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Anthony is going to be doing those, so I look forward to listening to those, and you should uh, as well. I do believe there's an extra episode of WandaVision next week, or this coming Friday, moreover, uh, that has to do, it's like a behind-the-scenes look at WandaVision, so you can check that out. I don't know if I'm going to do an episode on that. I might take a take a week off on that one. Speaking of weeks off, you guys did not get a Friday show yesterday or two days ago because uh, it's gonna it's an excuse. It's not a good excuse, but it's an excuse nonetheless. I uh, just I'm developing my menagerie here at home. My daughter just got an additional cat who we we have found is not getting along well with the other cat or the dog. My son just got a hamster and we spent a good deal of the weekend ice fishing as well. So we were kind of, as they say, out of pocket for most of the weekend, but I wanted to make sure that I got in and did this last, last episode for WandaVision. And remember, this is just one of the many shows that you get here on the culture Jack project pod on the culture Jack podcast. You get uh, on today's episode. That's this one where we cover a latest version or a latest episode of a series that we are following. And then on Sunday, you get the Weekend Wire with Anthony where he talks about news and events that are interesting to him and an alternative perspective that he has. Monday Madness, he's back with another episode and another deep dive into his thought processes. Then on Thursday, you get the Culture Jack News Desk with our, uh, our host, Archimedes Abigail, who... I guess just gives you more of the news, more of the news that either Anthony missed or didn't want to cover or he found interesting to him. Then back on Friday with the Friday show and then on today's episode on Saturday. Be sure to follow the Culture Jack podcast on Facebook and Twitter at Culture Jack. Uh, you can send us an email at the Culture 
no, not the culture, culture.collective.x2 at gmail.com. Make sure you leave us a review on whatever streaming platform that you use. It would help us so incredibly much. And make sure you tune into those other shows. <laughs> Monday Madness is tomorrow, and we will see you on the next episode. <laughs>